Welcome, heels and baby faces, to a special Halloween episode of Rabbi's War, the podcast with the most attitude. I'm Count Rapcula, and this is my other host, Mutzenstein. I mean, who am I kidding, Al? I wasn't prepared. I didn't have a vampire uh, cape or teeth or anything like that. I wish I did, but, you know, Spirit Halloween store sold out of everything. Yeah, I didn't have time to get a Frankenstein costume. I looked for masks, but uh, they're too damn expensive. (laughs) So I went with the costume I had last year. Kevin Nash, Big Big Daddy Cool Diesel, or I, I like to call myself Big Daddy Cool Murph. Because <laughs> I'm just too sweet. And then I have this I have this Rey Mysterio mask that I think I got like a DD's discount or something in Corpus <laughs> like two or three years ago and I was like, hey, being a big, big Rey Mysterio fan, I don't care if it's cheap or not. It's Rey Mysterio. Oh, yeah. I'm a, but today, I'm AKA Rob Mysterio. Mm. Booyaka, booyaka, 361. <laughs> <laughs> it looks cheesy. And for, the one, and for the ones who are listening on Spotify and don't know what I'm talking about, be sure to go to our my buddy's YouTube channel and support. Like, subscribe, comment, repeat. Like, subscribe, comment, repeat. This episode, now. Speaking of this, uh, this episode, Al. I mm. mean, I thought it was only right that we did a, we did a Halloween episode. Even though I'm, I'm sure this, this episode's probably gonna come out after. But I mean, why the hell not? Tis the season. Plus, and it's just like people say, Halloween is never over. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I like honestly, I like. Celebrating Halloween all the time. I mean, just horror, horror itself, and and the cosplaying, and and well, obviously, I mean, that's what wrestling's all about, anyways, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all about the characters, and and you get to dress up like that. I mean, like uh, someone like your gimmick, Big Daddy Cool Murph, over there, uh, part of the Murph World Order, <laughs> MWO. <clears throat> uh, you know, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if. Uh, I wonder if Alcoholic Al has any relation to the MWO. Probably. He's a drunk. <laughs> Touche, Al. Touche. Uh, so since this is a Halloween episode, Al, I was thinking, <clears throat> why not run down some of the weirdest wrestlers in, well, WWE history, since this is Rob is War, and I mean, and if you have any, uh, um, if you have any other, other mentions from any other promotions, uh, I like to hear those too. But this one, this one comes from, um, I believe this one comes from the Sportster.com website. They do a lot of wrestling reviews, and uh, they they 
did a top 20 weirdest wrestlers in WWE history. Ooh. And uh, so let's run down what we have here. We have, I don't know if you know this guy, Murph, and I think a bunch of us know who this guy was, and especially I think during the Attitude Era. But obviously he had a character change going to uh, Japan and everything. Going to Japan, he uh, turned into this character, which is number 20, Lord Tenzai. A-Train, Albert, I, I remember him. <laughs> Prince, Prince Albert. Prince Albert. Prince Albert, Test and Albert. Well, I remember, yeah, and I remember them as a, well, TNA. Yeah. You know, what? didn't they have a, a Trish Stratus part of them? Yeah. And then, you know, like I said, he goes to Japan and becomes this Lord Tenzai. Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty crazy. I mean, it says the WWE learned a hard lesson with the Lord Tenzai character that had no background story except for the fact that the man playing, it was supposedly from Japan. When the company is going to debut such a character in front of a smart crowd the night after a WrestleMania, it is probably wise to give the gimmick to a wrestler who was not immediately recognizable to fans in attendance. The Tenzai idea was one from another era and that the WWE thought that he would get over with fans in 2020 is, on its own, weird. Just as strange was that the WWE seemed shocked that fans did not buy into Tenzai. And I, I think I remember that too. I think I remember him uh, wrestling a few times and and uh, him just not getting over with anybody. I mean, per, me personally, I thought it was cool. You know, because I like those underrated uh, type of characters. Yeah. A lot of people already like knew who he was. So they were like, so they weren't falling for that. Yeah, but I mean, I think he was definitely weird because, like I said, he had all these uh, weird Japanese tattoos all over his body. I mean, honestly, honestly, I would think that the Prince Albert character was pretty weird, too. I mean, because yeah. he had all these, I mean, he was, you know, he had all these piercings all over him. And, he was, just, and he was just hairy. <laughs> and then A-Train. Yeah, and then A-Train, the same thing. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, he was just a weird character for sure. Continuing on, number 19 is a Hall of Famer now, but I don't think, you know, he's not a Hall of Famer for this character. He's a Hall of Famer for another character that I think you know of. But this character is Papa Shango. The Godfather. The Godfather. Also, the good father. <laughs> Honestly, Remember I, that, the Reggie Sensor, good father. I mean, honestly, I thought that was that was a uh, an awesome character. Like, like the right to censor was just revolutionary because it's like, look at what's going on with Facebook and social media and all this stuff now. Yeah, I mean, that's just I don't know, but like, yeah, transitioning from. Somebody like Papa Shango to the Godfather, which ultimately got him into the Hall of Fame, which I'm surprised. Because, well, I mean, I'm not really surprised, but I, you would think that Papa Shango being iconic, I guess, in you know those during those times would yeah. would have been Hall of Fame worthy too. I mean, yeah, I mean, it says 
that Papa Shangle was a witch doctor who used voodoo, magic, and spells as he attempted to defeat babyface wrestlers such as the Ultimate Warrior. It goes without saying that the Papa Shangle character was weird. And you know what? I agree. We think that the WWE missed a golden opportunity in not describing how a witch doctor became the ultimate fighting machine known as Kama, who then later became, well, we, we both said it, the, the Godfather. Godfather. One could produce a movie script based on the life and times of such an individual as fun as the Oddfather was in the 1990s. <laughs> Opponents referencing his past as a witch doctor would have been hilarious. You know what? And I actually agree too. I mean, could you imagine if they would have referenced Papa Shango to the yeah. Godfather? <laughs> like, how would he have react? <laughs> You've been funny. Maybe, maybe I was gonna say. Well, I was gonna say maybe the Godfather is Papa Shango at night, but well, at night he's all he's the Godfather, you know, pimping hoes. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's out the door. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, number eighteen, I think is is an iconic character, and honestly, I think he's a future Hall of Fame for just being very, very weird all around. And I I can't think of another iconic character that that it's still used till this day, just for like uh, Halloween specials, bits, all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff. And I think you know who I'm talking about because he's coming to get you, the Boogeyman. The Boogeyman. What do you think of this character, Al? <laughs> Interesting character. I liked it. It was cool. Yeah, I like I like the whole like um you know, he like he had he had the mm. the blade style mohawk and uh like he was a legit guy. I don't I don't remember the who the the guy that played the boogeyman, but like he was a legit fighter and stuff like that. Like he made uh -huh. you know I don't remember his name, but but I know he was at the tough enough tryouts and they let him go because he lied about his age. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, think man. that was him. Yeah. I want to say he lied about his age. He was 40 when he just lied about his age. I don't know, maybe 30 or something. I don't remember. Oh, goodness. Don't even get me started with tough <laughs> enough. I'm sure that's another episode in, in its entirety. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, like I said, the boogeyman's been around for the longest time. I mean, yeah. it would have been, and you know, like I think we called it. I think we even watched the rumble together or whatever. When I told you, when I called it, when I when I knew the boogeyman was gonna come out and and, and face one on one in the ring, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, I mean, honestly, I would I would have loved to have seen like a one on one match with them and maybe even yeah. a story or a feud or something. I, I kind of hate how WWE just uses these characters for like things things they need to get out of it. Like say, like they go to a, another person's hometown and they just use that wrestler from that hometown. They just use them for just that, just that bit, so they could you know get the pop from the crowd, and then you yeah. know they never use them again. So like I just don't understand that. You know? Yeah, they did that with the with that Carlito, but at least he came out a few times. Yeah, for Jeff sure. Jared too. Yeah, for sure. Jeez. Uh, so moving on now, number seventeen. I don't necessarily. I don't even know if you know this guy because I don't think I remember this guy. 
And I am talking about Fantasio. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't have no collection of who this guy was. Fantasio. I, I want to see if I can uh, maybe pull up a picture of this Fantasio guy. And remember, for the ones that are listening to the audio part of this, for the ones that are listening to the Spotify and want to see what we're talking about, make sure you go subscribe on the YouTube channel. And if any of you guys, uh, the, the people we're going to go, going to go, going to mention in the top 20 list, if y'all remember any of those characters, then re- then, then feel free to mention it in the comments. Help us on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are what are what are some of the weirdest characters that this list may be missing? Because I know there's more. Yeah. I mean, this oh, yeah. is, like I said, this is just a WWE list. I mean, there's mm. more. Like, I mean, we're. I mean, think about AEW with Abaddon or Impact mm. with Rosemary or like uh, earlier. I was watching Ring of Honor and there was a mm. Halloween episode and they had Danhausen and they had PCO and they had this weird character called Max the Impaler, which is like some kind of weird Mad Max female character. You know, like so. Yeah. Like, there's mm. some crazy characters out there. And check oh, yeah. it out, Al. This is Fantasio. Fantasio. Even the WWE realized that the company had a weird and absurd character in Fantasio. Fantasio was, as best as we could tell from the limited amount of time that he spent working in the WWE, a magician. Mm-hmm who also happened to be a pro wrestler. He made his debut in the summer of 1996, playing the role of a baby face. The greatest trick that Fantasio ever completed as a member of the WWE roster was disappearing just about as quickly as he had arrived. His one television appearance would be his last while working for the company. Ouch. Yeah, that was a short run. Well, you know, and that explains why we don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I wonder if there's like a, there has to be a raw episode or something with him on it. Just that one, just that one appearance. Oh, yeah. You think so? Yeah. Definitely. There has to be. I mean, but I mean, and I don't even know if, if uh, I mean, uh, talking about, do you know any weird magician wrestling characters i mean uh you're i mean you uh speaking of uh kevin nash there uh didn't he uh play some weird odd looking uh oh yeah Oz or something like that <laughs> yeah he played a weird <laughs> yeah what you just said Oz, like a weird wizard he was a wizard from wizard of oz i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> into becoming what we know now as big daddy cool and kevin nash I mean, that was weird itself. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Number 16, I think, is probably one of our favorites, and he's pretty underrated, and, and, and I mean, nothing can get weirder than, than this next character, and I, and you all obviously know who this is, Al, and I'm talking about Don't the Clown. I want to say his real name is Matt Bourne, right? Matt Osborne. There you go. <laughs> Give Matt Osborne credit for ex- 
expertly playing the original Doink the Clown character in the WWE. As entertaining as Osborne was, the idea was in, was that an evil clown would want to infiltrate the WWE just to inf- inflict pain on opponents and scare younger fans in undeniably weird. Is undeniably weird. Those of you who were not avid ECW viewers during the time should use the WWE Network for 999. I don't even know if it's 999 anymore, but yeah, it's 999. (laughs) (laughs) Or other websites to watch Osborne's work in ECW. Osborne and ECW turned a weird WWE gimmick into a brilliant character. Yeah, you know, I mean, I remember, like I said, I remember watching a, a few of the <laughs> earlier Raw episodes and him just being in the crowd, just just blowing up balloons, just, just uh, he would have the little, what's the little, the flower, and he was spraying fans. And I remember all the little kids just being intimidated because, like, here's this guy, like, I don't, I don't know, it, like, I'm pretty sure a clown character is hard to pull off and in WWE, I but he I mean, pulled it off great, though. I mean, I think the weirdest was and even, Zork was awesome, <laughs> was, and that's what I mean. And he was far out there. And honestly, I don't even. I would probably have put Doink the Clown way higher on this on this ranking than sixteen. Yeah, you know what I mean. I probably would have put him like ten or so. Uh, and, uh, I would have put. I mean. Be, I mean, speaking of clowns, I don't even know we, if we have a lot of uh, clown uh, wrestlers in in WWE. Uh, well, not WWE, just wrestling itself. I, yeah. I know there's a, well, I just said Dan Housen. I don't know, really know mm-hmm. if he's a clown. He's more of a, a vampire-esque uh, exorcist type. Of, it's more of a demon-like thing. Um, I don't know even know if it's the weirdest, but it's sure the creepiest and the scariest, and I would say The yeah. Fiend. The I know Fiend his... I know uh, Matt Osborne's uh, right. Osborne, what was yeah. His name? Uh, yeah. I know his character on uh, ECCW. Uh, he was like a psychotic character from playing a clown in WWE or something what's, like what, that. That drove him crazy. So that's what made ECCW. So and then like, of course, boy. They, and then of course, like when you go to WWE or WWF, they don't really use that potential, and they kind of water you down. Yeah. Which, which they should have, like you said, they should have kept maybe that psycho part of of Matt Osborne's doing the clown uh, into the WWE one. I think that it would have been more vicious. I mean, could you imagine? Like, uh, I think I've seen pictures of of art of fans drawing like doing the clown with the fiend. <laughs> that that would be an awesome crazy. team up, though. Another another clown that's out there, and I, I don't know, I don't know if you pay attention to Impact Wrestling as much as I do, Al. But uh, they have this group called Decay, and they have they have a clown in there, and his name is Crazy Steve. Hey, and he's a clown as well. He he would come out in like a little tricycle, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and uh, I think he has some doink. <laughs> pretty much, and I think that's one of his his uh his his idols too and his heroes and like i said and then you have the demon assassin rosemary which is you know part of decay which used to be with abyss yeah which is unfortunately, which was cool. 
the thing with Doink and Fiend won't ever happen because the original Doink passed passed away a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, that's sad as it is, but... Yeah. Uh, and also, another honorable mention, since we're speaking of clowns, I would say, I, well, I had the shirt, I think, on the first episode, or sure, uh, or so, uh, I would say, from uh, AAA Mexico, Psycho Clown. Psycho Clown. And they have all these other, um, he has a clown faction, or like Clown Brothers, there's like, you got Psycho Clown and Murder Clown. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. So moving on now, number 15, which is crazy uh, because it's a tag team. And I honestly, it's kind of crazy that they would mention this tag team in the list. And I'm talking about the most dominant NXT tag team. I mean, still till this day, no one has broken the record. And yet WWE, you know, misused them like always, of mm-hmm. course, like the main roster. And I'm talking about the Ascension. The extension I felt was a good team. I thought they were awesome. It could honestly, have, it could honestly, have been better. Yo, they could have done it better. Honestly, yo, I thought. Um, honestly, I thought their whole presentation was awesome. I loved everything about it. I mean, I loved the the gimmick. I understood it. I loved the music. You know, the it was just heavy, and 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 I remember seeing them. At the American Bank Center, like two or three times, I think live. Oh yeah. And one of those times, obviously, was with you know, which was Cody Rhodes' Stardust, and, oh, and, awesome. and Cosmic Wasteland, which I thought that was, could have been amazing. It could have been awesome, and you know, it's funny. Like WWE says that they never have, they never know what to do with these characters. Yet you could have easily done something right there. Mm-hmm. Right? You could have had something. It yeah, was they, right in front of them. It was right in front of them, and yet they still didn't do anything with it, which is crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like I said, Al, and this this tag team reminded me of a certain tag team. So I'm saying, what do you get when you take different portions from acts such as the Road Warriors, Demolition, the Ministry of Darkness, and one of my favorites from WCW, since I'm a WCW Nitro kid, Chronic. You get, get, ascension. <laughs> get the ascension. And, and I think that, that perfectly describes them. The Road Warriors, the Militia, Ministry of Darkness, and Chronic. I mean, yeah. I think that's all. And seeing those reasons right there, how could you not have pushed them to become bigger? Like, I know, like, they, like, imagine if, because I think they did stuff, like, with APA and stuff like that. Imagine if they dominated teams like that. They could have been a dominant team. Oh, yeah. Like a very dominant team. And especially, like, teams after that. Like, if if the Ascension by now should have been, like, I don't know. They should have been, like, world world, wrecking, uh, world record-breaking tag team champions right now. And then, obviously, you would have had awesome feuds with, like, them and, and like, the Viking Raiders and, and them with uh, Authors of Pain. You know, like, you would have – them with the Usos. You're like, and it would have been awesome. It would have been awesome, but like again, like they just WWE just I don't know if they don't if they just don't if don't they like just do this for purpose or uh, yeah, I guess so too because I did hear Vince doesn't really like tag teams, so I don't know. I don't know why Vince has, just has to be sour and give the people what they want. Damn it! Exactly. <laughs> Number fourteen. Speaking of Cody Rhodes, what exactly is number fourteen? Stardust. Stardust. What do you think of Stardust? 
actually thought Stardust was cool. Like, it was entertaining. I know I read it was Cody Rhodes' idea, but the, the but Vince just didn't present it correctly. Well, I also think the I also think this was one of the fallouts and the reason why. Like, it's one of those what if things, right? Like, like if if this never happened, um, I don't think we would have gotten like Cody Rhodes leaving the WWE and like you know becoming one of the like I guess you can say Mount Rushmore's or pillar of like AEW. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think any of that stuff would have happened if this wouldn't have happened, <laughs> but I it also get it. I, well, I also get it. Like where like, you know, Cody wanted to present this character, but like you said, Vince just like prolonged it to, to, you know, he just, it was just too long. He prolonged it. Yeah. It's basically what I'm saying. Like, like, and I don't think Cody wanted to do that. Like, obviously, he wanted to evolve, but, like, he didn't want it to, like, just be the next Goldust. And then that's basically what Vince wanted, where he was going to be, like, this, that era's, like, their next Goldust, basically. And honestly, he wasn't, he wasn't really anything like Goldust. I yeah, saw different. more, I saw more of, like, that, like, cartoon I used to grow up on, which was, like, Freakazoid. Yeah. Or, like, he was doing, like, Freakazoid with, like, the mask, you know? He was just doing this weird loony bizarre stuff that was just pretty cool. Cause at first yeah, I because at first I remember when they 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 said he was gonna be Stardust. At first I was like, this is I don't know if this is gonna work. And then obviously when I saw him do it, I was like, okay, <laughs> he changed our minds. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. I guess uh could have been something great. Yeah, it could have been she could have been epic. Mm-hmm. Number 13, Al, since we're always living in, in the late 90s and the early 2000s and the Attitude Era and stuff like that. I mean, I guess this character was weird, but it definitely wasn't weird for that that era or that time. And I'm talking about, hello, ladies. Val Venus. Val Venus. That would not fit in today's world. No, nah, especially with the cancer culture and all that stuff. Definitely yeah. not. Definitely not. I mean, you had a legit film, an adult film porn star who transitioned to being a wrestler. That just, yeah, that wouldn't have happened today. Heck, to be honest, I, I, like with the with uh with a cancel culture, I doubt the I doubt the right to censor would survive because they're seeing it as making fun of them and get offended by it. You know, you know what's Please, cool. This you world is. Yeah, you know what's cool though. Um, honestly, I would love to see right to censor come back. Yeah, it'll be like, cool. How would they? What? How would they have done? Like in now zero, like with the cancer culture, they could have easily have done some cool storylines and stuff. Trying to cancel, <laughs> trying yeah. to cancel WWE out or whatever. Yeah, and just hearing that weird. Well, actually, I just got it a little while ago. That Amber Alert thing. That. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get mine soon. Then probably. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, Val Venus. What do you do when you are running a wrestling company that has gone all in on the Attitude Era? You naturally give a wrestler the character of an adult film star who has a late name that rhymes with, well, you know, 
As ridiculous as this may sound to some wrestling fans, nearly two decades after Venus first debuted on Raw, the, the character actually got over with fans for a time. Yeah. The second half of the 1990s was wacky in many ways in the world of popular culture and Venus being popular with portions of the WWE fan base was not all that surprising. We're just bummed that the poor guy had to find a different line of work. And I mean, like you said, he wouldn't have worked out today. Maybe, maybe Val V was he still Val? Was his name still Val Venus in the, in the right to censor? I think so. I, I don't believe, remember though. I believe so too. Cause what else? I mean, obviously you had Godfather and his good father and yeah. you know the leader Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards was gold. <laughs> he was, especially with the BWO. Especially with the Raven. <laughs> Stevie, honestly, like if you think about it, like Stevie Richards to Raven is is Batman to Joker. Yeah, they teamed up for a little bit. Stevie was so, like, was his manager in uh, in uh, ECW. Yeah, they're like partners. And for a little bit in WCW, but that didn't last long. Yeah, I I would think also back then with the right to censor, I would call that weird. Back then yeah. it was weird. Now it's just normal. It's definitely normal. Number 12, Al. Yeah. You probably don't remember this character. Maybe you do. This is Mantar. I don't think so. Mantar. Actually, wait, I do. I think he showed up like middle 90s. A mini. A mini bull, like 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 Hornswoggle, like uh, what's that other guy, El Torito? Yeah, I think I remember him. I don't know. Huh? <clears throat> there are some wrestling characters that make you feel a little embarrassed to be a fan of the product. Mantar would have to make that list. Mantar was, per the storyline that WWE presented for the character, a wrestler who was a combination of half-man and half-bull. There are some serious questions that need to be unanswered for this one. That need to be answered for this one. How is it that such a creature would not have devastated any unarmed opponent that he encountered? Shouldn't a competitor have to be fully human in order to participate in wrestling matches? The WWE definitely has some explaining to do. Yeah, like I said, yeah, I mean, like I said, like I remember some major wrestling too. I remember when yeah. they when Mini Booker, <laughs> Mini Booker was great. Mini Dunk the Clown, I think they did. They did some a lot of good ones. Oh, yeah. Definitely a lot of good ones. There's definitely a lot of Halloween moments too. I mean, don't you remember the King too? Yeah, Jerry the Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah, the Mini too. Mini King. Yeah. And don't you remember, like like I said, there's been a lot of Halloween moments. I mean, the Gobbly Gooker. Yeah. The, the, the Shocker. Yeah. I mean, you had some weird ones. I mean, that time uh, 
DX dressed up as 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 Nation of Domination. Yeah, and Vince McMahon. And, uh, <laughs> I think that one was my favorite one. That was definitely my favorite one. Triple A being Vince and Shawn Michaels being Shane. <laughs> and 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 speaking of a weird odd gimmick, I think I would, uh, I think I would agree with number eleven here. And uh, Al, let me ask you a question: Have you been? Uh, did did you get a lot of uh, candy this Halloween? No. Well, Al, if you did. You make sure you want you don't want to go to this dentist. You know, I I'm talking, I'm talking about I yank him. I yank him. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I yank him. I mean, what did you would you ever have predicted that this character who was an evil dentist with rotten teeth himself would would be the guy we know now as Kane, the big red machine. Uh, I think he's a Hall of Famer too, right? Yeah, definitely. Glenn Jacobs is definitely a Hall of Famer. Not only that, and speaking of Big Daddy Cool and all that stuff, I mean, yeah. let's let's not forget when Big he was... Diesel. Big Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac Yankum. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess every character has to start from the bottom up in order to become just that breakout character. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and and it says exactly that. Anybody who has any doubts about the real talent had by Glenn Jacobs should remember the type of characters that he has played over the years. Before he was the big red machine, Kane Jacobs was I Yankum, the evil dentist hired by Jerry the King Lawler. Lawler was attempting to rid the WWE of Bret, the Hitman Hart, or you can say how. If yeah, pretty much Bret Hart. Yeah, when he brought in a large dentist to do his dirty work. Laugh all you want, Al. After the fact, the young viewers who had true fears of going to the dentist likely found themselves nervous that Yankum would be able to defeat Hart. Fortunately. Good triumph over evil in the end. Yeah. <laughs> but still, I mean, yeah. like, still, like I said, we never knew this guy was going to be the future Hall of Famer that we know now, and yeah. especially as as one of the top, you know, characters in WWE of all time, being his brother. Yeah. I mean, who could have who could have foretold that future? I mean, what no one. <laughs> it's insane. That's insane. But it just shows you, like you know, you just you know, you just run, you just run with what what they give you, basically. Oh yeah. You know. Moving on in the list, Al. We're hitting number ten, and again, another character I really don't remember, and I'm pretty sure you don't remember either, and. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it. His name is Battle Cat. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who that was. There he is, right there. <laughs> Battle Cat. I mean, he looks fierce. I guess. I mean, the only cat I know is that that diva, you know, cat. 
uh, what Ernest the Cat Williams or whatever. <laughs> uh, Miller. Yeah, Ernest the Cat Williams. Yeah, Ernest the Cat Miller. That guy was awesome. This has to be early, early 90s because I see the old WWF, the, the, the old WWF logo. Yeah. The show with superstars. Yeah, definitely. Let's see what says. We think upon looking back at old footage via YouTube and the other similar websites that the idea behind the Battle Cat character was that the wrestler was either actually a cat or was a mentally disturbed individual who did not know that he was human. The man who originally played Battle Cat was, was athletically gifted and thus he used those traits to show off. Forgive the pun. Cat-like physical attributes. Battle Cat would go down as one of the many failed characters of this era of WWE history. An era that can be comical when viewed years after the fact, but one that is better off left in the past. So I'm assuming if they're saying comical and all that stuff, I'm assuming it was the 80s. Yeah. Definitely had to be in the 80s because the 80s had a lot of weird characters, like I said. You know, just the 80s itself, just the whole roster that the 80s have could be just, it was Halloween itself with the 80s characters, man. Like, yeah. Geez. I mean, you had a garbage guy, uh, you know, that garbage can wrestler. You had all kinds of crazy wrestlers. I mean, you, like you said, you had Jeff Jarrett with this, where he's this like country singer with this roadie, with the road dog. Which yeah. I thought, which I thought was funny in the end, because it turns out in the end, Road Dog was the one singing the songs that Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Supposed to, I, mean, I mean, that's gold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett taking all the credit while your roadie is the one that has the talent. <laughs> Jesus, we yeah. Number nine, Repo Man. Yeah, I don't know who that was, who that was that was either. I mean, aren't you watching some weren't you watching some of the earlier raw episodes? I am, but I don't I don't I don't I don't remember seeing them though. This character was Maybe uh, for a little bit. I actually yeah, maybe for a little bit. I think yeah. I do, you know. Yeah, the best, like I said, and it says it here too, the best I remember him is when he was feuding with the Macho Man. <laughs> the idea that a Repo Man would not only get involved with pro wrestling, but would want to participate in matches was weird even in the 1990s. For some reason, however, the WWE thought it best to dress the character up like somebody who tried to make his own Zorro costume at home. The gimmick as a whole was a mid-card riffic as the WWE got during the era. Although Repo Man did manage to have a short feud with Macho Man. Now, maybe that's why they called him Repo Man because, you know, trying to be the opposite of Macho Man, I guess. He, he ends up stealing Macho Man's hat. <laughs> he, he ends up repossessing Macho Man's hat and that's ultimately, that's ultimately how the feud starts because he, he stole his hat. <laughs> I mean that just shows you how silly the WWF at the time was. Mm-hmm. I mean, geez. Always silly. Number eight is another character I don't know either, but I think he would probably be awesome as a manager or a, or or a, a t 
tag teaming with the Viking Raiders. And I'm talking about this character at number eight is the Berserker. I don't I don't remember him either. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I don't remember this guy either. I mean, like I said, there was a lot of interesting characters that went through the 80s during that time that was just, you know, so many that, that you know, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't remember them all. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But it does say the Berserker was a Viking who carried a sword and shield, which reminds me of a former WWE heavyweight champion who carries a sword and a shield. Oh, yeah. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. I mean, imagine. I mean, I don't know. I wonder what happened to the Berserker either. Mm-hmm. The Berserker was a Viking who carried a sword and shield to the ring and who did not understand that it would be wise to pin opponents during matches. Seriously. That was the character that the WWE came up with upon imagining what the Berserker would be. Fans who watched Berserker squash unmemorable jobbers were not witnesses to five-star classic contests. In fact, it would be understandable if you mostly remember Berserker for the items that he carried with him to the ring and for the big man yelling, Huss, Huss! <laughs> as, he mar- <laughs> as he marched before, during, and after matches. Mm. I mean, it sounds like maybe he, he would be a good feud for, for freaking Hacksaw. Yeah. Ho! <laughs> what else you got there, Rob? Where are we at now? Was it eight now? We're at number seven now. Number seven. And number seven, I think is somebody you know. And again, I don't know, mm. like, since you're not gonna go see I yank him at the at his dental office, I don't know if you're gonna want a certain haircut from this guy either. Probably not because I'm not cutting my hair and I'm definitely not gonna laugh. Brutus, a barber beefcake with a name like that can't touch my hair. You must be crazy. No, no, especially with this big old, uh, those big old scissors you would have around. You would chop that hair right off, Al. <laughs> you, the truth. You think, I'm sorry, finish. Go what on. is that, Al? If, if you think uh, Brutus, a barber beefcake was weird, go check out the booty man. <laughs> or or the dis or the or, or the despite or what was it? Yeah, I think the uh, or something like that. Zodiac. Yeah, and, and, and Zodiac. <laughs> now that's weird. <laughs> Zodiac from WCW. And look, the Zodiac. Havoc, and that's Halloween <laughs> Havoc. I remember this guy. I remember the Zodiac just being there and not yeah. necessarily doing anything. I mean, he had some wrestling matches, but he was just oh, the booty man. Here's the booty man. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine the booty man versus Mister Ass? I know, right? Because he's a he's even doing the thing right there. He's a booty man. Bam, bam. <laughs> He's the booty man. Uh, oh, but honestly, 
honestly, the truth of the matter is, Al, is that you could dedicate an entire piece to the characters that Ed Leslie has portrayed, such as the Zodiac, such as Booty Man, during his pro wrestling career. For the purposes of this post, or this podcast, we'll go with the one that is most famous to those who were casual wrestling fans in the 1980s and 1990s. Leslie played Brutus Beefcake, a barber who shaved the heads of his opponents after victories. Ouch. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to lose to him. Yeah. Same. Especially if especially if I have long hair. Yeah. Maybe, like maybe just give me a trim. <laughs> <laughs> maybe weirdest of all is that Beefcake's victims legitimately had portions of their hair either cut or shaved off after losing to the man who was often associated with Hulk Hogan. That's a rough way to earn a living. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the weirdest of all, especially if we're going to collect someone's strain of hair. I want to say that was Hogan's best friend, too. <laughs> but still, that's so funny. And, then, you know, and I don't even know if, if maybe Hogan, like in WCW, encountered the Zodiac. <laughs> he did, actually. Oh, nice. I mean, because I know there was a lot of feuds with Hogan and like, or where were they? Uh, the yeah, uh, the uh, Dungeon of Doom. The Dungeon yeah. of Doom. I, I know the Zodiac attacked Hogan Hulk, Hulk a few times. The thing I think was funny was uh, when the NWO got formed, the Booty Man tried to join the NWO. No had way. the shirt and stuff. I think it was at Road Wild, I think. And then, like, you know, at the end there, they just attacked, attacked the booty man. And he was never talked about or seen again. And then <laughs> in 98, I see him pop up as the disciple, I think, in, like, a leather vest. You know, bandana, fucking glasses, hanging out with Hogan. I had to look it up. You know, that was, figure out that was the same guy that Hogan beat the fuck out of and kicked out. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. So, the, are you sure that are you sure that the that Leslie or the guy that was playing Brutus the barber was was the, the disciple? Yeah, I looked it up. That was him. No way. Yes, way. It, that I was mean, him. It doesn't even look like him either, though. It looks like yeah, a total. It, it looks like a total different guy. Yeah. Well, still, I mean that that just shows you, you know, how good this guy is at playing characters that yeah. you never. Again, like I was telling you, starting from the bottom up, but like still, you're gonna remember those characters, and I definitely would have collected them yeah. if I was collecting figures and stuff, especially the way the way the way I actually figured uh, figured uh, figured it out. It, is that I was watching it one day. I messaged my buddy Robbie. I was like, who's the disciple? He was like, that's the booty man. I was like, the fuck? Really? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Imagine the booty man joining NWO. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That same guy, Hogan Hall, Nash, the giant, beat, beat the crap out of that road wild 90s. Seven or ninety six, I think. I need to. I need to definitely go live. It's like that. one it's of cool. those years. I I don't remember, but they beat the crap out of him. We kicked him out the ring and stuff. And then, like a year or so later, he shows the back up. But I, I honestly thought that. I honestly thought that the uh, the disciple was a cool character too, though. I thought yeah. he was cool. That's so different. Oh yeah, being like Hogan's henchman, right? Basically. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, number six, Al, nothing gets more bizarre and weirder than this character. And I'm talking about Cody's older brother. Oh, yes. <laughs> however he did it. I didn't do it right, but however he did it. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know how he does it, man. Goldust, in my opinion, was unique. It was different from Dusty Rose. I mean, of course. It, I mean, it was very different from his dad. From what I heard, he wanted to be different from his dad. And, I mean, and not only that, he was already being called the bizarre one. Yeah. And, and again, a character I don't know if it would resemble, like, what now is cancer culture and all this stuff with the, you know, LGBT stuff and, like, this, just, you know, the, the, the homophobic stuff he was actually yeah. doing during those times. Like, I don't know, man. Goldus was revolutionary, and especially yeah. the feuds that he had with with Piper <laughs> and his oh, gold yeah. and his gold car. <laughs> yeah, and Ray's Ramon. I think he fought Razor 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 Ramon. I want to say the Royal Rumble of 1996, and he literally slapped Razor right in his, you know, yeah, behind. Right. Uh, right. He slapped his ass. He smacked Ray, 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 Ray Zeramon's ass. I'm like, what the heck? And that's and that's coming from somebody who is that's come that's coming from somebody who is a, a legit Texan who's like like from a ranch, you know. Like I said, he's a yeah. power of a son, and he's a, he's you know a good all American, good all you know, American Texan. Yeah, I do like what he's doing in uh, AEW. I don't know if you caught it, but I did. I feel he's paying homage to both characters, the natural from WCW and freaking Goldust from WWE. Well, I mean, that's, that's why he does outfit, the, well, that's why looks he does like, the paint. It's like, that, because his outfit, it looks like it's Goldust's outfit, but, you know, a different the, the, the design, and, and it's red. And obviously with the paint, you know, yeah. he, does, he does the half, half paint, yeah. Half paint, and cool. yeah, so it, it's like he's paying homage to both characters because he respects what he did. Did you ever see that character he came out with where he just said, I quit or whatever in WCW? I don't he, think I saw that. He came like, I remember watching it as a kid and he came like hovering, hovering down. Like they were trying to make, I guess they were trying to mock Undertaker. I'm sure of it. Probably. I think they were, but like he, they made him look like Uncle Fester. This like Uncle Fester. <laughs> oh, it was seven. <laughs> there you go. And I remember him coming out on the promo and saying, "This is the best WCW could give me seven. <laughs> or like he was pissed. I think it was a legit shoot too. I think it was real yeah. that he was on TV saying, "This is the best that w- WCW could give me." Like, like fuck this character. <laughs> uh. Speaking of which, I, I'm actually going to go a bit off topic, but when you had brought that, when you had brought that up, that reminded me what happened with Kevin Dunn and Brian Pillman. Uh, it was in, in like episode of Nitro, Brian Pillman literally quit a live TV. Uh. He called Kevin Dunn the Booker Man. He was like, I'm, I, he said something about, I'm out. Um, I'm out, b- b- book k- 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 man. Kind of revealing he is the booker of the show. 
and walks out. And he's like, you know, kind of confused a bit. I remember. Yeah. And yeah. then and then he showed up in like ECW. He showed up back a nitro a bit too, and the crowd. I guess they're trying to do, trying to work something out. Then he goes to WWF, and then WWE kind of got pissed, pissed and buttered. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that was crazy times. Yeah, and then, and then like, and then with that being said, then maybe, maybe the whole thing that that. Uh, that Dustin that Dustin did at seven on TV. Maybe maybe it was scripted too. Like you said, maybe that was the yeah. way he was supposed to go out. I guess. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Cause I, mean, I want to say the Brian Pillman situation was actually real. Oh, uh, yeah. was supposed to go a certain way, but he just quit. 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 Live TV called Kevin Dunn the Booker Man, and again, meaning like, he's a Booker of the show. And, and, and again, like and again, like you said, like yeah. you know, it's K Fob. You never know yeah. if it's that's real or true. not on TV. It's kind of hard, and you can yeah. play with it. That's what that's what I like about wrestling that you don't you don't yeah you, you don't know, know sometimes like like, like that that magician character Fantasio. You know, you, you don't know if it's real or fake or not or whatever. You know, yeah. We're we're entering the top five, Al, and this this character at number five, like. Definitely don't know who this guy is. I just I don't know who this guy is, and <laughs> just his name alone is pretty freaking funny. And I'm talking about the Bastion Booger. Yeah, I don't know who that guy <laughs> is either. Judging by the ropes, early nineties. Yeah, definitely. I mean, could you imagine this guy like feuding with like Blue Meanie? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it does say. Hero that he did feud with Bam Bam Bigelow. An interesting. So that definitely interesting. I don't like. I said I don't know too much about it, but that's pretty funny. That I mean, yeah. Again, I don't know who this guy is. It just shows you, just shows you that we have a lot to learn about wrestling. Yeah. But I'm definitely gonna be checking these characters out. I definitely want to see his match with Bam Bam. I want to see how good that is. I know, right? The Bastion Booger. I mean, come on. Only only Vince would come out with stuff like that. I mean, he was going to name uh, that uh, wrestler Draws. Uh, he was going to name him Puke. Puke he did, didn't he? Yeah, something a little like that. Bit. I don't rem- but I don't remember him on TV. I don't remember any of it. Yeah. Weird. Number four. Al is one of my favorites, and obviously one of the characters that they would have should have done a lot. They he should have, to me, should have been. I'm not saying that he's he's gonna be at the level of the Undertaker. I'm not saying that, but he should definitely should have been our modern uh, idea of the Undertaker now. Mm. And I'm talking about Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt was real good. Just sucks how they literally I mean, has got the ball with them. This guy had a vision in everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, going from his swamp days to, you know, the fireflies. Getting you know, squashed by Goldberg did not help. I yeah. felt that was the start of the ruining of Yeah, same here. Same that here. didn't yeah. make sense. We See, what did not make sense to me is, I want to say the SummerSlam before that match, didn't Seth freaking Rollins 
beat up Bray Wyatt with like a billion chairs and kept on kicking out at two. And then they stopped the match. And then he faces Goldberg. Two moves is done. Yeah, that's what I didn't understand either. Like you were making him an uh, indestructible force, like how yeah. you, you said with Seth. And he couldn't be beaten. There's no way you can beat him. And then you do this. He, he, Goldberg just squashed That did him. not make sense. I, I, I mean, I get that's Goldberg's thing. He was like that. Like, yeah, but that, I also, like that in WCW. But got to get with the times. <laughs> I, well, I also think that that I also think that Bray was going through a lot of stuff, too. Probably behind the scenes. And maybe that's why. Because yeah. I heard ultimately that that is why, like... That is why, you know, I think last year's uh, WrestleMania, that's why it happened the way it did. Actually, this year's, right? This past WrestleMania. Yeah. This past WrestleMania, when uh, we all knew he should have won that WrestleMania and then mm-hmm. ends up losing, you know? Uh, and then I, obviously, um, obviously that ends up being the ultimate de- demise and his, re- you know, his release comes after. J- judging by his uh, performance that night, you can tell he wasn't in his right mind. I mean, can like, you blame, it wasn't there. I mean, can you blame him? I mean, his you know his best friend Brody. That's his you know, best friend. That's his brother. You know, Carter, you know? I mean, I, I can only imagine. You know, I feel Bray hit it the hardest, and it's weird because Bray's the less one we really see now. Maybe like since Brody passed, he's really posting stuff, right? Doesn't really post much. He'll he has do cri- like little. There's cryptic. There's he's like cryptics, but there's this whole Kota Wyndham thing happening. Yeah. So I don't know what I don't know what he's gonna do there. I mean, there's there's rumors of him <laughs> signing with Impact. You know, you know how these rumors are. He's, yeah. Obviously, all the all the marks out there are saying he's gonna go to AEW. You know, honestly, he should go. Like he should go to one of those those the the like he should go to one of those promotions that need more viewers, like an MOW yeah. or like a Ring of Honor or like a Impact. You know. Get more viewers on those shows. Yeah. Obviously, that's what you need to do business-wise. You know, I think that's not... not AEW is not going to be like the end-all and be-all after, you know, you leave WWE or whatever. You don't necessarily have to just go to AEW when there's like thousands of awesome wrestling promotions yeah. out there. But if you think, uh, think about it, history is slowly, slowly repeating itself. Yeah, I mean, it is. Um, back in the day, people people from the, the, the people from the WWF jumped to WCW, and back they they went back back and forth. I think we could be seeing that in the in, in the future, AEW stars and WWE stars going back back and forth, just like in the nineties. I mean, there was already rumors of like MJF and Brian Cage apparently. Going to WWE and stuff like that, but I mean, those are just rumors. Yeah, I mean that they could be the start of it. Yeah, definitely. So number three, Al. This one is—I don't know why this guy would make the list at all. I mean, I know it's bizarre and I know it's weird, but it's like, why would you include this person if it's not even memorable at all? And that number three is the ECW Zombie. The what? The ECW zombie. I know exactly. The what? Like it doesn't even stick. I remember it when I saw the first ECW under the WWE banner. I don't. I don't. Really, I didn't. I don't 
don't really remember. I don't know. It was weird seeing him. I was like, okay, you just a zombie. Yeah, and I know. Again, I I get it. Like it's the weirdest characters ever, and I guess that it is pretty weird. But I mean, it's not to me. It's just not memorable enough. I mean, why why would you? I feel they would have done it right. It could have. Yeah, I guess. I mean, so. it's something different, but it's different. It's something you know what I mean. And I mean, it's, it looks intriguing, but and then I and now yeah. I kind of I'm kind of curious how he would talk since the picture here dead. for the ones that are watching this on YouTube. I mean, holding a mic. I mean, he has to, he's uh, well, he's going he's going you. I know, right? <laughs> Watching you really says that, like, oh shit. Easy dub. <laughs> Easy dub. <laughs> and the, the final two, well, <laughs> obviously these are the most memorable characters, and and I guess they're yeah, again, I don't know if they're weird, but I mean, I mean, in now's WWE history, they're kind of normal, but and I'm talking about number two. Obviously, it really made you shit, shit. They really made you shit. Uh, shit your pants. Apparently, I guess some kids maybe. Maybe, maybe, because to us, I mean, I guess back back then, this this character definitely made me shit my pants during the Royal Rumble. I think of like '98 <laughs> when he he burned his brother in a casket, and I think I know who you're. I think you know who I'm talking about, Al. Same. The only person that's twice in this list. That's gotta be Kane. That's all I, that's all I remember uh, Vince saying. That's gotta that, be Kane. With, with the first ever Hell in the Cell. Ripping over the door from the hinges from the cell. Going in, take his leg. I mean, if it wasn't if it wasn't bad enough that Shawn Michaels had to go through hell. <laughs> 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 offer, offer that to happen. I mean, there was no like... There was no winner, right? There was the, that that whole in that I whole think Shawn Michaels won. Oh, oh, because that whole interference. I think he pinned Taker after. Oh, huh. After I want to say. But could you imagine if it was anybody else? If if this character would have worked or not? Speaking of which, I mean that, that almost didn't 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 happen because if anyone saw the uh broken skull sessions with kane he 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 did say he was almost late he was late to it he almost did not make it and i suggest you watch the broken skull sessions on the peacock network because it's like (laughs) dx was right about that from from the get-go who knew who knew Wow! Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of pre- predictive. Uh, you call it predictive <laughs> programming. I know. I mean, how, you're with the right to censor there for for telling the future of this cancer culture stuff, and all these Here censoring. And then now Vince loves cock, and they legitimately made a shirt of it and everything. And here he is with Peacock. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. It's interesting, Al. And at number one, I think you know who number one is, Al. I mean, this is obviously we're talking about it, and he's the total. Well, I mean, I, the dead I don't man. know if the, the yeah, the dead the man. The Undertaker. One of my favorite wrestlers. 
of all steins. And I just want to say, I have seen him wrestle a few times. I also seen him wrestle at WrestleMania. Unfortunately, it, there was no streak at the time. But to me, I it didn't matter. It, it, it did not matter the fact I saw Taker wrestle at WrestleMania. That's really what I wanted. Yeah. You know, the streak in the light would have been the icing. But you know what? I take what I can get <laughs> at this point. I I got to see Undertaker for the first time when he made his appearance mm-hmm. in WWE's ECW. The first and, time I saw Taker and in he person got, was the very first SmackDown here live. Corpus Christi at the American Bank Center in 2004. Was the, uh, but that might have been the same one where it was like no. a super. It was a super show. No, the one you're talking about happened in 2008, where he got where he got choke slammed by Big Show and the Great Kali. Yeah, <laughs> that was about 2008. Huh. Now, of what I'm talking about is that the first SmackDown to come here, um, Paul Heyman was managing Heidenreich. Do you, you remember him? Yeah. He was managing Heidenreich and High and Paul Heyman was picking a fight with Taz. Heidenreich was picking a fight with Taz. Taz was at like at at the at the announcer table. Then Taz gets up, takes off his jacket, und, und, uh, you know what I mean? Undoes his tie, goes to the steps, lights turn off. Few seconds later, they come back back on, and Taker standing in in the ring, total toe with Heidenreich. That's the first time I saw the Undertaker live in person. Hmm. That was just an amazing. It's funny because the Miz was also there that night with Tori Wilson being, you know, Tori Wilson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> But the Undertaker is really a fun character, I thought. Yeah, I mean, like, to feed and, on. and then especially like the evolution of him, mm-hmm. and like, man, I mean, yeah, I guess I would agree with that. I mean, yeah. there's a, there was, like I said, there was a lot of memorable, weird, bizarre characters out there, especially the way, like within his ministry with the, you had Midian mm-hmm. and and Visera, and the, you had the oddities. You had some weird, a bunch of weird characters during the Attitude Era, that's for sure. Also, do not forget his character before that was me mark callus whatever it is oh yeah me, mark. During, during the wcw days me mark callus yeah. and again i don't even know if that was weird either that was me <laughs> mark callus to me is just like you know go does with you know the natural yeah is it something like that where it was just the uh, actually mean mark mean mark callus to me is is like the prequel of what was going to become the american badass yeah because if you think about it, that's what me Marcados was already doing. Like, just it was just I, pre pre American badass in a way. I enjoyed the the American badass. Oh man, that's one of my favorite characters. I think out of the whole thing. I mean, like with the with the bike and all this stuff. I remember even playing the you know the the PlayStation SmackDown games and and him coming out on the bike and everything. And I also remember as a kid being a fan of even like. And like Kid Rock doing the whole theme song, and he's here, and and the and the twins, you know, yeah. 
that whole thing from The Shining, that I think. Amazing, yeah, that was an amazing night. That was awesome. And I was like, I remember even the vignettes and the promos to it and everything. And then all of a sudden that happened. And then, you know, like I said, again, and I remember MTV being popular during that times with, you know, like I said, Kid Rock doing a, a re-imaging, I guess, basically of like, I think it was like Metallica, Sad But True, but putting, yeah. putting just lyrics to it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Definitely just don't like it. <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy times. Oh, yeah. Anyways, I was speaking of, you know, Halloween and, and we're, we're doing Halloween and we're about to almost be wrapping up this episode of Rob is War. Another thing I would like to talk about, I think that we didn't really cover in, you know, speaking of Halloween is Halloween Havoc. The very first one was, I believe, in like 1989. I'm pretty sure you got a thing there. Boy, uh, you know, from my knowledge, it was from 1989 to 2000. Yeah. And then 20 years later, they brought it back, which I thought was cool. Yeah. And in, in fact, they, in fact, this past, this past uh, Tuesday was the, you know, the second annual NXT's Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Well, I guess. Pretty- I guess now you could say it was the first annual NXT 2.0. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was cool how Chucky, who's one of my favorite slasher film you know, characters from the movies, uh, appeared and kind of continued his thing with Rick Steiner, but with Rick Steiner's son. Yeah, and I remember because also I think the, the one with Rick Steiner happened in like 1998. Yeah. And I remember being like, yeah, like, like I remember, I, think I was like nine or something like that. I was like eight or nine around there. I remember for a few weeks, it was just laughing going on. I'm like, who is that? And like, you know, me and my friends have worked, no, 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 at school at the time. We're like, it has to be doing. I was thinking doing. They're thinking others. I'm like, it has to be someone. And then, like, if that ep- ep- episode of Nitro, it's all fucking chalky. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, and it was, I never saw that comment. And, and it was like and it was like Rick Steiner with Mean Gene, right, in the ring. And yeah. I, love how, I love how Mean Gene would, like, set up everything. Like, oh, my gosh. Oh, it's, oh, it's Chucky. Oh. <laughs> mean Gene was great. Oh, yeah. And the whole Chuck, yeah, and, and I agree too. Like this past Tuesday, bringing Chucky back, and not only that, what I thought was funny is that Chucky is still ribbing on Rick Steiner's son. <laughs> that was awesome. Which I think is pretty clever. I know, and I know, and I know a lot of people are complaining at the fact that why isn't Rick, you know, Rick Steiner's son just like you know, why isn't his last name Steiner? You know, why is it this Braun Breaker? You know, everyone is giving him giving him crap because his name is Braun Breaker. What do you think, Al? I heard rumors just because I think they're currently involved in in a lawsuit with Scott Steiner. I mean, I think it makes sense, too, because I remember, I think I remember, like, Scott Steiner being outraged with WWE and stuff like that. Like, he was, mm-hmm. he was pretty sour mm-hmm. toward WWE. Yeah. And I can, I, I can, um, I can understand why, you know, WWE is going to go that route. Not only that, if you think about it, I'm because I was thinking the same thing where I'm like, 
I mean, it is a catchy name, and like you're gonna remember it and stuff like that. And it's cheesy, and I was like, it's cheesy, but at the same time, I mean, I think that's what they were going for. Mm. I think they were going for a cheesy feel yeah. and something that sounded like something straight out of the '90s, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess that, and what you're seeing is kind of that. You know what I mean? He dresses like his dad. He dresses like his dad. Talks like his dad. Still does the, mm. but like only not only that. He's you know, and I even. And going back to Chucky, I loved how Chucky was referring to him as a, a puppy-faced gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I want to say when, like, uh, Chucky was in his locker room, didn't he say something like, I know who you are or some shit like that? Yeah, he was, refer- <laughs> he, was, he was referencing his dad and stuff like that. Yeah. But like I said, calling him a pup because his dad was a dog-faced <laughs> gremlin. And now you have the puppy-faced gremlin. Chucky is just pure gold. I thought it was. I thought it was epic. I thought, honestly, Al, I thought the whole Halloween Havoc uh, special was awesome. I mean, like I said, you had all these new characters. You had um, at the beginning of the thing, you had this um, this ladder match, you know, to determine the NXT Women's Champions. That was cool. um, Yeah, that was cool. Like I, I did not know any of for the first time. Rob did not know all, and and didn't know majority of those characters that were on there i mean i mean i mean you had indy hartwell with the i don't even know what this other girl's name was uh and you had uh toxic attraction which ultimately yeah. ended up winning the match with i which i thought was cool because obviously toxic attraction is now with the new re-imaged heel mandy rose yeah who's you know again going as uh, was a former tough enough competitor as as well you know, and she's came a long way as well. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, and I mean, and we'll get to her in a minute because, you know, obviously something epic happened. And so I thought that match was awesome. Mm. Obviously, I, I love I yeah. love a good, I love a good, you know, all all out ladder match. You know, when you have like a triple threat or a, or a, a fatal four way or any of those matches, any of those gauntlets that, that require the ladder, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Mandy then, Rose. <laughs> and then after that, after that match, I think you had um, you had where I think they went to like some kind of like spooky vignette with Dexter Loomis and and Johnny Gargano. Yeah, that was pretty funny. And I thought that was funny too because like I'm starting honestly, Al, I'm starting to dig Carmelo uh, Carmelo Hayes. Like yeah. I still, I'm starting to dig the stuff he's doing. Him and that guy Trick Williams, I think they're funny and and it just. It just shows you with that whole cinema stuff how funny they were. Oh yeah, because I thought it was hilarious, and especially like I love mm-hmm. the idea of, of of Dexter being this like slasher type of thing. Mm-hmm. Although I do admit, like they're kind of they kind of got a little goofy on him too, though, because he was this silent. You know, I I like to think of him like he was silent and deadly, like almost like Randy Orton. You know, where he would slither. You know. And he was like silent, almost like Taker though too, where he like you know he calculated his walks and he was slow. Has he started but, talking yet? Yeah, well he talked. He he uh, he did that one time with the wedding, you know, and, uh, with the whole one. yeah, with the whole reboot of the NXT 2.0 thing. Yeah. Now that I guess Vince and then Bruce Bruce is are, are the ones that are in control of it. Yeah. They kind of got a little goofy with Dexter's character by adding this weird, like not so scary element anymore. Should have just kept them the same. 
pretty much. And like, I mean, and no, don't get me wrong though, because that wedding was was actually one of the best weddings that that WWE, you know, ever ever had because it was the first wedding that nothing ever happened. Oh, like, shit. There was there was no mess ups. There was no you know, mm. pieing people in the face. There was nothing, dude. Like this was legit. They like I think that's also the thing uh, that made it work is that I think uh, with Dexter, I think he the only thing he obviously says is I do. I think you know, but it was like heartwarming. You know, like it, it made sense. It was yeah. like an overall heartwarming ending, I guess, to the black and gold brand and the the you know. Like renewing the vows, I guess. And yeah. Of now it's NXT 2.0, you know. Which, like I said, a lot of people are giving them crap because of the colors, which I think is pretty stupid. Because overall, if you see the presentation that they're doing, I think they're killing it. Yeah. And like I said, with 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 Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, now you got this guy who's now the the North American champion. You have new tag uh, women's tag team champs with with. Toxic attraction now. Um, hey, we talked about Mandy Rose. Now she is the new women's NXT champion. You know, thanks to also, you know, Dakota Kai, which yeah. I think is gonna be an awesome feud between Dakota and, and Raquel. Oh yeah. You know, obviously that's a that's I mean, obviously we we should have seen that coming because obviously their rivalry mm. is not not over yet. Yeah. You know, and that was an epic match too. And also the, you know, how Raquel came out, you know, with the motorcycle and whatnot. Yeah, that was cool. That was epic. Um, and then there's, I don't know what this, I don't know the guy's name, but the the host, I know it's supposed to be LA Knight, but it ended up being some other dude. And and then 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 this guy named Joe Gacy came out, and I'm digging this Joe Gacy guy too because he speaks about peace and and, and equality and. And you know this weird hippie stuff, but yet he doesn't look. You know what? You know what Joe Gacy reminds me of? He looks like a more modern and uh, quote me if I'm wrong, better Kevin Owens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this dude looks like Kevin Owens, but he's just like phrasing peace and equality and all this stuff. And now apparently is uh, uh, has a beast beside him named Harlan, and I don't know if you know who Harlan is. I don't. Ow. but okay, let me tell you real quick who Harlan is. Is that basically Paul Heyman said himself that this guy was supposed to be the next big thing? He was supposed to be the next Brock Lesnar. Mm. This this is coming from Paul Heyman himself because this guy, he's his he was supposed to be called Parko uh, Parker, but I but obviously they changed his name to Harlan Harlan yeah. I guess and shaved him or whatever and made him look psychotic. But um, he had a lot of hype around him already and that's because he hadn't debuted until obviously until now and stuff and that's pretty good he already had a following and a fan base and everything and like i said paul Heyman already um gave him the the stamp of approval because if you were to see some of his older pictures uh he kind of looks like brock lesnar nice and i don't know if they're i mean obviously uh how do you say it Trying to see if I can find him. Picture of him. Yeah, but I don't know. I for, I forget his name. Parker Borderex. Borderex. But yeah, before we wrap this up, I'll show you a picture real quick of this. 
Parker guy. Let's see if I can pull it up here. But yeah, he had he had merchandise. He had all kinds of stuff already. And then they changed his name last and minute. Then they, yeah, and then they changed his name, and and the fans kind of got like, mm-hmm. uh, okay. He was hyping himself to be this. Uh, <laughs> some of his shirts said "Destroyer of Gods," which I thought was cool. Yeah. Check it out, though. Yeah, it does look like Brock. It looks like Brock. It looks like a younger Brock. So they ended up shaving his head. I mean, I guess I guess I kind of understand it because obviously you don't want him to be like the next Brock Lesnar, right? You want yeah. him, you kind of want him to be his his own thing. Yeah. At least that's that's what I'm I'm thinking. Definitely. Uh, cause now he looks. Let me see if I can pull up another picture of how he looks now. Looks something like this. Hold on. I mean, like I said, like, I mean, the character is probably still gonna work because now he's with this Joe Gazy guy who's like trying to tame him. And like, it seems like whenever this guy wants to unleash the beast, he's gonna. He looks like that now. Hmm. And that's how he appeared too. Oh, Joe, uh, Joe Gacy was having a match, and after the match, Joe Gacy saw him in the fans, and it was just like, "Oh, what's going on?" And then, well, at, obviously, you saw the Halloween Havoc where he, yeah. he kind of like you know put his hands on his face, and it was just like taming him in a way, you know, like if he's gonna be his own personal beast or something like that, his own personal beast incarnate. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. <laughs> That'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, what other matches did they have? Um, and, oh yeah, they had the Imperium, right? Imperium yeah. versus uh, MSK for the uh, NXT Tag Team Champions. And honestly, I'm glad that Imperium uh, beat MSK because I like MSK, but I like Imperium more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just like them way more because MSK I knew from Impact Wrestling, and they were called they were. Doing this that seventy show like type of gimmicks where like they were these hippies, and so every time they show like scenes of them like they were in, like this smog, or whatever like if they're all high, yeah. they were called the Rascals and they were doing the whole rascal thing, <laughs> and it was so stupid, it was so cheesy. It could have been an eighties cheesy gimmick, you know, from the WWF that Impact was doing. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. What other matches did they have? Do you remember? Uh, Braun Breaker. The Braun yeah. Bra- Breaker Tommaso Ciampa match yeah. I thought was great. Uh, apparently that match was to set up Braun Breaker and apparently he's going to be like the future moving on. Even if, you know, he didn't win it or... or yeah. It's not about I, wins. Wins. No, yeah, losses, definitely. You know definitely. I mean? Sometimes those losses could boost you up. When, well, not only... Yeah, and especially um, him being in like a championship match like early in his career already. Yeah. Like this guy is just—he's still fresh. This is probably like his third or fourth mm-hmm. match or something like that. Within championship NXT, match already, man, that was quick. Yeah, and a championship <laughs> match already, like, dude, that's yeah, exactly, exactly. Because moving on, he's gonna be something. Yeah, if done right. <laughs> yeah, if done right. Um, and then I remember like the Halloween Havoc before that. They it was pretty good. 
I think yeah, that was the one with Shotzi Blackheart. I think she hosted it, and you had Damon Priest, and that's mm-hmm. what I was talking about. The Dexter that we saw then was yeah. the more silent Dexter, you know, because Triple H was obviously running it and stuff. Yeah. So like now this weird, goofy, like they have this. I don't know. It's like a Scooby Doo mystery or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. But ultimately Should I love ultimately I love the Halloween Havoc. I think it was yeah. I thought it was great. And I hope they continue. It good. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Uh it's it's a successful show, so I'm just like, you know, I'm just hoping that NXT still continues these things like uh, with yeah. Halloween Havoc. Hopefully we're gonna get the in your house and hopefully also, we still get war games. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm trying to think who they could put war, you know, who the, who they could Go with with for war games. I really like don't think so because that was basically uh, the undisputed eras match, which is crazy now if you think about it. That right? was their match, you know. What I mean, but, they but made I, it what but, it what in or not made it what it is, but they made it their own. But I'm saying, who can say how many wrestlers can say they they've done that? Like except for someone like Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Adam Cole has been like through with the Bullet Club and the Ring of Honor. Then he goes into NXT and and they bring back War Games all because of that and the Undisputed Era. Now he's going to AEW and he's like with the Elite. Yeah, I like, guess this. I mean, I'm just gonna say it now. I think Adam Cole is like the king of factions right oh, now. Oh yeah, because this guy has been like through some pretty big factions. Definitely. While, mm-hmm. while looking like a mini HBK. Yeah. <laughs> bay Bay. Very, very good wrestler. HBK, Bay Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, with that being said, Al, is there uh, any anything else you would like to add? Yeah, I do. Uh, last week or last episode, I did give a little shout out to all my friends. It was a bit short. My friend Jen and Victor was a bit short because, you know, my headset was dying. And because, you know, I was a bit too uh, drunk to charge it. Alcoholic Al always comes out yeah. to play. I was too drunk to charge it, so that's why, you know. Uh, but they did have have half half a baby girl. Her name is Ashra, five pounds. Two ounces, eighteen inches. Oh well, congratulations to them for sure. Oh yeah. And Jen and Victor, when y'all watch this, I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, Al, it's been awesome hanging with you. Oh yeah. Um, and for the viewers that did not get to see the photos that we were presenting, mm-hmm. make sure you go to the YouTube channel i think it's emo sewa i'm probably saying it wrong i'm pretty sure like awesome backwards awesome backwards with a wa at the end of it (laughs) in a way uh productions i'd like to thank them franco and wrestling tacos yeah uh um i appreciate you know having us do this Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and and honor, and we like to keep doing it. Yeah, we're, and we're gonna continue doing it because, like I said, we, there's so much wrestling out there. It's just, it's, it's crazy, man. It's endless. So much to talk about. It's gonna take a 
more than a few episodes. <laughs> so much to talk about, so little time. With that yeah. being said, do us a solid, do us a favor, like, subscribe, comment, repeat. I said like, subscribe, comment, comment repeat, and, repeat, and snap into this podcast. Too sweet.